Let me pray as we embark on this new series together over these next five weeks. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come, to come to you, to come to your word. And these topics that we bring to you these next five weeks, they are things that come into our lives so easily because simply of the world in which we live and the cultural influences that we have. And our prayer is that you would shine on your light, that you would bring about hope, that you would bring about healing to those areas of our lives where we need you to shine in the most. So right now, give us the ears to hear and the heart to respond to you for where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Well, this is the series Toxic. My name is Steve. I'm the senior minister here at Door of Hope. If I haven't met you, welcome to Door of Hope. And it's time for a clean out. And it's time to recognize not only that, but to remove those hidden dangers within our lives. And so these next five weeks, we're going to shine a light on topics such as shame, gossip, approval, thoughts and tonight offense everyone say with me just for a moment in fact if you could write in the chat write in the chat I'm going to give you 10 seconds to write this I'm over it I'm over it say it with me I'm over it and write in the chat right now I'd love record numbers of you to simply write that in the chat I'm over it have you noticed that everybody Everywhere is offended by everything. Men are offended. Women are offended. Millennials are offended. Gen Z are offended. Offended. Gen X are are offended. Uh, baby boomers are offended. And every other generation I haven't haven't even mentioned yet. Guess what? They're offended. The government are offended. The opposition are offended. The Greens are offended. Atheists are offended. If you go onto social media, it doesn't take you long to be offended. If you're a sports fan, you're offended. And guess what? Even Christians are offended. For the one, our Lord, our leader, and our Savior, who took all offense to the cross and laid it bare upon the cross to forgive us of all offense, yet we live Offended. Vegetarians are offended. Vegans are offended. We can no longer bring home the bacon. We now have to bring home the broccoli. And I don't mind that because I don't mind broccoli. But anyway, that's another story. And no offense to the vegans, but uh, too bad. We're all offended. We're all. Hey, can I just quickly say, I, I, I tend to watch the news each and every night. And, you know, during the commercial breaks, they show what shows are coming up. And every time I'm watching the news, um, this show, it's been on for many years, um, Home and Away. What I tend to see in these commercials on this TV show, Home and Away, guess what? They all look to be, say it with me, offended. Oh. They're all just offended. So I know the script writers of Home and Away are watching right now. <laughs> Maybe just turn the script just a little bit. So not everyone's offended on Home and Away. Don't go to Palm Beach, New South Wales, whatever you do, because everyone who lives there is apparently offended. Very good. I don't know if you've ever played it. Maybe in my era, 
Have I have you ever played the board game Operation? Some of you played the board game Operation. Long story cut short, you've got this patient in the form of a board game. You have these tweezers, and you've got... You go with these tweezers to get out the heart or an organ or a bone of sorts. And if you hit the wrong spot in this game of operation, the person who's lying there, it's not a real person, by the way, do you remember or do you know what happens? That's right. The nose lights up if you hit a certain spot. And guess what? That is you and that is me if the right person at the wrong time hits that spot or hits that or triggers us in some way, guess what you and I do? We light up. Everyone say, I'm over it. I'm over it. Now, it's often over some of the smallest and most insignificant things in our lives. For example, if I'm driving and I let you in, I expect you to give me that simple wave. Not just with a full hand, by the way. Not just with the one finger. It's those, those two fingers off the steering wheel. The two fingers off the steering wheel. There we go. Um, can anyone relate to that, by the way? Yeah, fantastic. I'm sure you can. Somebody cut, cuts you off in traffic, we become offended. You're trying to have a conversation with somebody who's always on their phone. You're offended. The friend who doesn't respond to your text... And you see the bubbles? Bubbles! We love bubbles! Uh, we become offended. Social media, you like a comment or you comment on a friend's and they don't like and they don't comment on your comments. You become offended. Or maybe even worse, somebody unfriends you, you become offended or don't accept you as a friend or something you did something kind for somebody and they don't thank you or send you a little note of thanks. Maybe something you've done before is you use a different translation of the Bible and somebody becomes offended at that. Look, honestly, sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes the smallest things that set, up, set us off in the biggest of ways. Everyone say, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. You see, it's all a part, isn't it, of being a breathing human being. And since we can't escape it, guess what? We need to learn to deal with it. By the way, if you're taking notes, this could be noteworthy. Check this out. The difference between offense and offended is this. Offense is what happened. Offended is your reaction. Offense is you did it offended is I'll never forgive it offense is the event offended is the decision offense is inevitable and offended is optional that's the difference between offense and offended which brings me to the question tonight that I have for us all and it's this what is your current level if we can bring that up on the screen what is your current level of offendability? <laughs> I realize that some of you may not have heard that word. Whatever you do, don't Google that word because it won't come up, by the way. It's just something that I made up. But anyway, what is your current level of offendability? What I mean by that is how easy for you 
is it to become offended? How much does it take for you to become offended? Because I'm also going to say this. If we can bring this, I'm about to offend people, all right? Check this out. Because your level of offendability is an indicator of the level of your spiritual maturity. Yeah? Uh, have I, have, how many have I offended? How many have I offended so far? <laughs> I haven't finished yet. Here we go. More offense coming your way. Let's ask the question, why is it so easy then? Why is it so easily that we become offended? I'm going to give you one of sure and many of answers. This is my answer for you tonight. Here's why. We're living out of our egos and not out of God's grace. We're living out of our egos and not out of God's grace. You sang that before about God's grace. We're so thankful for God's grace. We sing about it, but do we really live it out? You see, our very insecure egos that want to be right and that want to win. But for you to be right, somebody else has to be wrong. And for you to win, somebody else has to Lose, and that's what we like. Let's go to Scripture, because some of you are offended that I haven't even opened the Word of God yet. <laughs> Let's go to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. Let's go to chapter 19, verse 11. I'm over it. All right, you're over it. Here we go. We're only just starting. We're only just starting. Proverbs 9 11. A person's wisdom yields patience. This is King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. It's to one's glory to what? To overlook an offense. You see, we live in a world, do we not, where we are quick to judge and we are quick to be offended. Yet we're very slow to overlook an offense. So what does it mean to overlook an offense? Offense. Well, it certainly doesn't mean to pretend that it never happened. It's overlooking the fact that it already did. I would go as far to say it's a, it's a form of forgiveness, wait for it, in real time. It's a form of forgiveness in real time. It's that conscious decision to let it go there and then. That I'm not carrying this one, two, three minutes, three weeks, but in real time it's in that moment decision that I'm going to stay above that offense, to rise above that offense spiritually, that I'm over it. Everyone say, I'm over it. And I have real time Forgiveness. I'm not moving into the future with that. It is real time that where we get so close to God that you're not going to be low enough to let a meaningless offense take you off of God's calling. Why? Because it's to my glory to overlook an offense. It's God honoring to overlook an offense. And so when you don't get invited to that party, what do you say? I'm over it, yeah? What happens when something, something sets you off on social media? I'm over it. When somebody comments on what you're wearing, guess what you're going to say? I'm over it. Real-time forgiveness. There and then, I'm not moving on one second more. I'm over it. Why? Because life's too short and your calling is too great to live offended. <laughs> Which got me thinking about Jesus 
and his mission on earth. Imagine if Jesus got off, off mission just for a moment. Matthew, you weren't paying attention to my sermon on the mount. It hurt my feelings. I can't calm the storm. The Pharisees, Pharisees, there was one Pharisee who gave me a dirty look. It hurt my feelings. I'm not in the mood for miracles anymore. Thomas, you didn't even compliment my miracle. <laughs> I know it's a bit funny. But his mission, if you think about it, was to not look left, not look right, but to keep on mission for the Father. Because he was all about love. He was all about the love of the Father. And guess what? As followers of Jesus, we're called to stay above it, but also love through it. So why do we rarely do that? Just as a reminder for my first point tonight. Do you remember what it was? Why? It's because we're living out of our egos instead of living out of the grace of God that extends to you and I through his son Jesus. Let's land on the text tonight where we're going to, I'm going to speak three things. I'm going to invite us to consider three things tonight from Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It's going to be on the screen. If you have your Bibles, feel free to open up. version is the Bible app that we use. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. This is Paul writing. Remember who Paul was? I'll remind you in a moment. He says this. Just keep that on the screen just for the next few moments if we could. What does it say? Read this with me. For by the grace given me. Just stop there for a moment. Keep that on the screen if we can just for a moment. For by the what? For by the ego that got... No, no, no. For by the grace given me. Was Paul extended any grace by God? You bet he was. You might remember. If not, Paul, in fact, was a killer. He killed Christians. Did other Christians extend Paul grace? You bet they did. Has God extended you grace? You bet he has. Do you hope other people will extend you grace? I think so. For by the what? For by the grace, let's read on, given me, Paul says, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Don't let it be about ego, Paul says. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. I'm inviting us to consider three things tonight and I'm done. The first thing is this, because of God's grace given to me through Jesus, I will extend grace to others for it's all about grace. Because I have been forgiven of so much, I am going to forgive others. Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes this, Be patient with each other, making allowance for what? For each other's faults because of your love. Because of God's grace to me, 
I will extend grace to others. Now, one thing we haven't talked about yet, and that is what if somebody intentionally goes about being rude to you, intentionally is mean to you, or is intentionally hurtful to you? This has been a big one for me to kind of figure out throughout my life. And this is the thing that I've learned, and it's this. Generally, generally, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. In other words, someone else's behavior isn't in fact all about you. Their bad day is not all about you. Their bad driving is not all about you. Their bad mood is not all about you. The tone in their voice in which they use towards you, guess what? It's not all about you. Some people, most of us, do have a bad day. Some people live out of that wounded heart. Maybe, maybe they are preoccupied with something significant. Maybe it's a family issue or they simply could be processing something from the doctor in which they have just received the news from. Making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. And so, if somebody is harsh, if somebody goes on the attack, I always tend to try to ask myself, I wonder, I wonder what they might be going through to cause that kind of behavior or tone or whatever it might be. And it causes me to to press in and to pray with them. And so instead of being offended by, I want to have compassion for. Let's bring that up. Instead of being offended by, I want to have compassion for. For example, a wounded animal cornered. I saw this once, and it was a horrible, horrible picture. What does a wounded animal, cornered, do? It generally tries to defend itself because it's wounded. But that's exactly what wounded people do. And so rather than being offended by, I have compassion for. Why? Because we want to be people of the Word, and the Word teaches us to what? To make allowances because of the love that's in our heart. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. And so as a follower of Jesus, here's what I want. I want to have thick skin and a soft heart. I want to have thick skin and a soft heart. Heart. So often, in fact, it's thin skin and a hard heart. As I've been doing uh, training throughout the years, and one of the things I've learned from a number of pastors who are ahead of me in the game over the years, they said, Steve, in pastoring, in ministry kind of work, working with lots of people and the offense that's going to come your way, you've got to have the skin of a rhino and the heart of a dove. Similar kind of thing, isn't it? The skin of a rhino and the heart of a dove. Here's why. Hurt people, hurt people. Life's too short. Your calling's too great to live offended. So because of God's grace to me, I will 
extend grace to others. Which brings me to the second point. Because of God's grace given to me through Jesus, I will not label others. Imagine, just for a moment, if God labeled you and I. If God took, took certain events from the different seasons in our lives and labeled us because of the way in which we behaved. I don't know about you, that's when I just am in awe of the God of the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth chance. Aren't you grateful that we serve a God? He doesn't want us to stay there. No, absolutely not. He wants us to move up out of that, not camp there, of course. But yet we so often take one or two moments in a person's life and we label them simply based on that place in time. We label them permanently over a temporary moment in time. Personal reflection just for a moment, if I could. Some of, you, some of you would remember your high school days a lot clearer than I did. It was uh, about 30 or so years ago for me. But I do remember growing up when you're a grade 7 student with grade 8, 9 and 10. They seem so big and so rough and so tough. Some of them, not all of them. But in my case, being at a public school, growing up with people and knowing them and, and every time you'd go you know, next to a certain person, you know, you'd, you'd just be scared for your life for some of them. Some of those baddies out there. Anyway, I came across just recently, I was probably a good couple of months back, um, uh, one particular student who was ahead of me my whole high school life. And so I met him in the gym and uh, I said, hi, I just introduced myself. I said, I realize you may not know me. It was a bit of a big deal for me to go and kind of do this to somebody who I knew was a year ahead of me at high school but a lot changes over the years and I'm going to be bigger and better than that because I hadn't seen them before and I kind of welcomed them in. And Anyway, long story cut short, um, we've become pretty close. And so what I had done over the years, simply because of what I knew when I was a teenager, I had labelled a guy that I have now become really close to. How much time do you think we waste building a case against someone that's totally unnecessary. You see, life's too short and your calling is far too great to live offended. Everyone say, I'm over it. I'm over it. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So because of God's grace to me, I will extend grace to others. I will not label others. And my third and final point tonight is this, because of God's grace given to me through Jesus, is I will forgive as I have been forgiven. Colossians chapter 3, Paul writes, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who what? Who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. All right, all right, all right. I get it. Somebody cuts me off in traffic. I'll forgive that. All right, somebody forgets to thank me for something that I've done. I'll forgive that. All right, somebody is wounded and defensive and little hurt. I'll show compassion for that. But, but when they do something really big, when they do that 
massive offense like abuse, like lying, like cheating, those big things. I don't have to forgive that. I'm going to overlook those small things, but forget the big things. I'm going to live there. I'm going to camp there. Here's what we do. In fact, when we've been hurt, before I go there, can I just say this? I, I don't realize, I don't fully know maybe what you are dealing with at the moment, and it may be a big thing. I certainly don't want to take away from what you must be feeling and going through. And there is a process to that. But as I come back, I want to say this. When we've been hurt, we have a choice to make. And I believe there are two choices. We either rehearse what happened or we start to release it. We rehearse it or we release it. With God's help, and by the way, with a number of other people, sometimes professional help, that God puts those people and those trained people in place to talk it through, to walk it through. We can either rehearse what happened, or we can release, with God's help and sometimes others, we can experience that freedom. You see, in Matthew chapter 6, it says this, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, this is a big one to swallow, your Father will not forgive, will not forgive your sins. So how do we forgive? How do we forgive abuse? How do we forgive murder? How do we forgive torture? And I know many of you have seen those stories out there of those people who do. How do you forgive what seems unforgivable? Once again, a verse from Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. How do you forgive? We forgive in the same way in which we have been forgiven. Invite the team to come and join us, ready to lead us in our final song. Because when we forgive, when we forgive, listen to me, it doesn't change what happened in the past, but it does change what God can do in your future. Why? It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Why? Life's too short. Your life is too short. Your calling is too great to live offended. And when we understand how and what we've been forgiven of, when we acknowledge that hurt people hurt people, but forgiven people forgive people because it's not about us. It's about Him. And because of what Christ did for me, I'm honored to extend grace to others. I'm honored not to label others. I'm honored that I will freely forgive others as I have been forgiven. Listen, listen, it doesn't make it easy, but it does make it right. <laughs> 
You see, the more you experience the grace of Christ, the more you can forgive. Why? Because it's to your glory to overlook an offense. Your life is too short and your calling far too great to live offended. In Jesus' name, all God's people say, Amen and Amen. Everyone say, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Let me pray for us as we sing our final song. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we thank you that right now we invite you to do a work in our hearts, to do only what you can, that we could show love and display love and express love the way that you have shown, displayed and expressed in all circumstances. Right now, Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are participating online that you would bring about the healing in our lives where we've picked up those offenses. Bring forgiveness, we pray into those grudges that we hold on to, sometimes small and insignificant. I'm over it. And it's by your grace, by your grace, amazing grace, that you would give us the ability to overlook and to rise above and in faith to let go and say that I'm over it. Give us the power to forgive as we have been forgiven in Jesus' name. I'm over it.